We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Field of 68. Field of 68 till I die. You got somebody, hey, Jeff, shut up. Hell no. I'm sorry, man. I blacked out for a second. (laughs) This is Alabama coach Nate Oates. We're not playing. I watch Field of 68's After Dark Show. This is coach Bruce Pearl. I love the Field of 68 After Dark Show. This is Duke head coach John Shire. Check out Field of 68 After Dark. This is Xavier head coach Sean Miller. I highly encourage you to take a look at After Dark. Now listen to you guys every morning when I'm getting ready. This is Field of 68 After Dark. Gentlemen, welcome to the Thursday evening edition of the Field of 68 After Dark. We are live from Las Vegas, from T-Mobile Arena, and we just watched one of the most incredible basketball games that I think I've ever seen in my entire life. It was flashbacks for a while of, uh, of 2006, but at the end of the day, Gonzaga knocked off UCLA 79 to 76. We have a lot of Sweet 16 action to talk about. We have uh, now four teams that are headed to the Elite Eight. We've had half of the Elite Eight all set. Uh, but before we get into any of that, Dan Dickow, Gonzaga legend, I'm going to call you a legend. Terrence <laughs> I'm, Oglesby. I'm calling him a legend too. <laughs> Terrence Oglesby, a guy that used to play at Clemson. Rob Dawson. We're going to be joined by Jeff Goodman at some point. We're going to be joined by John Fanta at some point. Uh, but before we get into all that, Gonzaga, UCLA, that ending. Um, here's where I want to start, Dan. As you're watching that game, as a guy that played at Gonzaga, as a guy that uh, lived through the, the uh, I don't want to call it a collapse, but the loss against <laughs> UCLA Just call it in it 2006, right? You're up by eight, 52 seconds left in that game. Missed free throws, more missed free throws. Jaime Hawkins is getting buckets. What are you thinking? Down the stretch of that game. Well, first off, you go back to that game you mentioned with Adam Morrison. So uh, that was a year when I was playing in the NBA, but I was hurt. So my season was over. And I traveled down with my my wife and, and our, our daughter at the time. And they're up at halftime comfortably. I call the airlines, and I make flight reservations, <laughs> and I call the hotel. This was before the app where you could just do it easily. I had hotel and flight reservations dialed in for the Final Four that year. And then... That was the debacle that you were referencing. Uh, tonight, when uh, UCLA made that big run at the end, we missed free throws. Jaime Hawkins made some plays. You're like, oh, my gosh. The, it was, there was a quick second where in that uh, Gonzaga fan section, it was deflating because mm-hmm. I spent some of the time down on the court in the media row and some of the time up, up top, and uh, it, it was an interesting couple of minutes for sure. What's going on with – and i got to ask you this because you're the Gonzaga guy. What's going on with the first halves for Gonzaga? Three games, three first halves, subpar, yeah. and then the second half, it's like they just figure it out. They play with more pace. Is yeah, no, that that's a good question. It's something that, you know, I've called the Gonzaga Regional Games TV for a number of years now, mm-hmm. and I've seen this group uh, 
25 times or so in person this year. Um, but towards the end of the year, they've had slow starts. And, Man. you know, give the guys credit, but give the staff credit for figuring out the adjustments that they have to make. Because sure. that first half, defensively, UCLA was getting everything they wanted. Mm-hmm. Gonzaga really wasn't resisting any type of cuts, any type of dribble penetration. Um, and, and Coach Few and staff did a really good job of however they lit the fire in the, <laughs> in the <laughs> locker room at halftime. They did it, uh, and they played unbelievably well for about – we're probably 16-minute stretch, and then yeah. that that last two and a half minutes were kind of iffy, but mm-hmm. they got it done. Yeah. I want to talk to you about Julius Traubel, right? He's a guy I think can – you can call him the X factor of this group. Maybe he's kind of – you know what you're going to get from Timmy. You kind of know what you need from the guards. And then, to me, it's when Strother plays great, mm-hmm. that's when Gonzaga takes that step and they become great. He, he's, he wasn't he – wasn't He's that, a Robin. Yes, he he's is. He's a Robin. He, he's, Timmy's Batman. He's Robin. Yep. They need Robin to be good. They need Robin to be good. He was, I mean, he was playing okay, right? Yeah. Got it going a little bit uh, towards the end of the second half, and then he hit that three, and then he got the steal at the end that clinched mm-hmm. it. What, I mean, well, I read an interesting stat today coming into tonight's game when Strother in his career scores 15 points or more. Gonzaga was 27 and one, and I think he had two points in that first half. Yeah, and there were you know some people like, what's going on? Strother didn't look great in the he first half. He only took half. two shots. He yeah, two shots. he didn't look great in the first half. Hickman and uh, and Bolton struggled, I think, with the physicality that UCLA plays with sure. on the perimeter, um, and so they needed a lift in the second half from Strother. And then Salas played well in the second half. He he got them playing with a pace, getting the ball out on the floor before UCLA gets get set, and then. Um, Smith was tremendous, I thought, down the stretch. I mean, he's had an up-and-down season uh, from watching him up close, but you knew he was a big-time player because he was a player of the year in his conference, and he's had tremendous games, uh, and they needed it tonight, and he played well. He's much better when he can pound the air out of it a little bit, it seems like. I think so. He's a guy who plays, and this is getting nitpicky, coach speak. He plays straight up and down a little bit, but the thing you love about him is he is not afraid of taking big shots or having a big assignment defensively down the stretch. Yeah. There's been so many great Drew Timmy games. In my opinion, this was one of those all-time games yeah. because he held them off in the first half. He was the only guy in the first half that was doing anything. Had, yeah. to, had to get something going. He wore them down, and he held them up just enough. And as far as his games go, and you've covered a lot of them, where does this rank? It's got to be up towards the top. It's got to be. I right? mean, you look at – what do you end with? 36? 36 points, 13 rebounds, four assists, two blocks, 16 for 24 from the floor. According to my sources, 16 for 24 from the floor is pretty damn good. <laughs> <laughs> well, your sources are right, yeah. Rob, that's for sure. But I, he kept them in it in the first half. I think he had 15 of their first 17. Um, he had a th- trail three that made at least – that's not what you want to see on a consistent basis. But what it does is it puts a little bit more doubt in UCLA's bigs mind, like, hey, Mick Cronin's probably been telling me not to close out past the free throw line all week. Now he hits one. Kind of puts you in the gray area a little bit Mm -hmm. as a defender. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's had so many good games throughout his career um, that it's hard to pinpoint and pick just one. But tonight was unbelievable because of the setting, because of the fact that they needed it. Not just the early start from him, but they needed the plays down the stretch to come back, get the lead, and then hold UCLA off. Uh, field of 68 after dark. We are on Sirius XM. We are streaming over on the YouTube channel. Jump in the chat. Ask us some questions. We are going to be answering them during our breaks in the afters presented by our partners over at 
uh, Bet Rivers, our partners at Underdog Fantasy. If you use the code FIELD, you get a 100% deposit match up to $100, Dan, at Underdog Fantasy. How about that? Um, what happened? What, what what switched? Like, how did how did Gonzaga go from being a team that couldn't get any stops in the first half of this game to being a team that held UCLA and Tiger Campbell and Jaime Hockett? Like, I, I was ready to come on here and talk about how Tiger Campbell was the best point guard in America. <laughs> and I was ready. Uh, Jaime Hockett has played phenomenal. Like, yeah. what, what switched? How did they get better defensively? Well, I think in the first half they were late to their – defensive assignments whether there were switching opportunities based off of, of of what they were doing against certain sets or whether it was just in gap helps being late to getting in the gap and then when you're late to get in the gap and you have to react to penetration then you're late to recovering uh, out of the gap and, and I think in the second half you know in the first half they were reactive in the second half they were the aggressor defensively uh, I think that was a big key I also think offensively Rob they started scoring and they started playing that with helps. a lot more pace. Yeah. And so now UCLA in the first half, they were getting some buckets in transition and semi-breaks where they're not going against the set defense. In that second half, that offense was moving. It was clicking. And a lot of times people like to say, well, defense can lead to offense. Mm-hmm. I thought offense led to better defense for Gonzaga, especially in that second half. Yeah, and that's been the case a lot over the years mm-hmm. because, I mean, let's call it what it is. Gonzaga is an offensive juggernaut. Mm-hmm. defensively they've been really good in certain years sure. the, the 2017 year where they made the final four Zach Collins Shimmer Karnowski in the paint uh protecting the rim and then the Chet Holmgren I mean you're you're not going to be able to finish at the rim very easily this year has been a work in progress since about February they've gotten much much better the guards have gotten better they mm-hmm. have they, they've gotten better at fighting over screens rotationally mm-hmm. they've gotten better but I think another big piece is when you score the way that they can that allows you to pick and choose what you're going to do defensively. Are you going to pick up three-quarter court and trap, which they've showed on occasion? Are you going to get back and, and communicate out your matchups? Because if you get miss, if you miss and you're running back in transition just trying to stop the ball and then match up, mm. you're already behind, you know, uh, you know your, your philosophy from the jump. Yeah. I felt like you guys wore down UCLA. And, and keep in mind, Adeem Bona, he's out. Mm-hmm. Jalen Clark is out. I, I felt like – UCLA's depth played a role today. Absolutely. Played an, played absolutely. an absolute role. And even even so, more so with Bona today, because rebounding differential, you guys dominated the boards. Dominated the boards. 50 to 26 in favor of Gonzaga. I didn't realize it was that much. 50 to 26. That's been a an emphasis uh, for as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, this goes back a long time to when I played. But, you know, we got absolutely obliterated uh, from Michigan State on the glass years ago. And ever since then, that has been a focal point uh, of Coach Few's philosophy is we have to be great on the glass. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, it speaks to it. You know, you're talking about a Pac-12 team that's about to move to the Big Ten and everybody talks about the bruisers in that league. Well, Gonzaga went up against some bruisers, minus Bona, obviously, mm-hmm. and, and handled the glass. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it's needed, they can do it. But – um, you know, I, I didn't realize it was a plus 24 advantage. That, that's large. You know, the fact that UCLA could keep it to a three-point game and being beat that badly on the glass sure. shows a lot for UCLA. Yeah, I, I still just can't get over that performance from Drew Timmy. Yeah. I mean, we're, we were talking about it uh, earlier out there. Marquise Noel had 20 points, 19 assists, and five steals in the garden at five foot six, and they beat Michigan State, and they got to the Elite Eight. And I'm sitting here like – I don't know if that. I don't know if he was better than what Timmy was. <laughs> that, like, that, that, that that's crazy. But there was there was a stretch in that first half where I think he had 21 of Gonzaga's 
first 33 points. Yeah. Right? In the first half. He, he had and 19 in the first half. 19 of the, of the yeah, 30, 19 of the 33 in well, the first half. Crazy good. And if if he's not doing that, then you have no chance. Like you were able to make a run in the second half. Gonzaga was able to make a run. But if Timmy doesn't keep it close, it, it's it's we're we're not even having this conversation. They're not by 25. I, I also have to point out we, we talked about the rebounding discrepancy, and I just found this here. That's the only reason I'm doing it now. In the first half, they were even. Rebound. So in the second half. Gonzaga wow. out rebounded him thirty four to eleven. No, that's got to be well, that's got to be something. It wrong, goes back it? to getting stops on the defensive end and right. not giving second chance points, but then yeah, finishing possessions, glass. finishing possessions, right. fouls. I, th- I think UCLA had two in the first half, so mm-hmm. Timmy was scoring. No, it was one in the first. It half. It was one. It was one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they was scoring, but they weren't putting foul pressure on. In the second half, they were putting foul pressure on. Granted, I do think the officials called it much tighter in the second half. Yeah, I agree with um, that. I, I thought they let some things go both ways in the first where sometimes in a game like this you're feeling the officials out in the flow of the game and trying to figure out what's a foul what's not mm-hmm. I, I, I still don't know Dan it out. I still don't know we yeah. this is what game three yeah it's, it's game to game yes yeah, so I 100% <laughs> agree with that you know what I find fascinating we talked about this on our, our pregame show today is that um, the last like three or four years Gonzaga's kind of had this this air about them. People have been talking about the, the, the chance to go undefeated. Mm-hmm. Last year, they were the favorite everybody had. They were the, I think they were the number one team in the country in Camp Palm heading into the NCAA tournament. I believe they were the number one overall seed last year, correct? I think so. This year, they're kind of like, I don't want to say flying under the radar, but they didn't have a great non conference like schedule. They didn't have a great non conference schedule. Yeah. And then they came out in WCC play and they lost to St. Mary's. I, I don't even think they were the number one seed. The they WCC weren't in the number one seed right? in the tournament because uh, St. Mary's won the, the tiebreaker to be the one seed in the tournament. But when you look at those uh, games against St. Mary's, Gonzaga, f- if you count the two regular season and the tournament title game, they led for, uh, out of the 125 minutes, they probably led for 118 of those minutes. So you yeah. s- St. Mary's only outplayed them for a couple minutes right. stretch to get that win in Moraga. Um, but I think it was good for Gonzaga to be under the radar because there's been so much pressure and, unfortunately, so much scrutiny because they've been so good without winning the entire thing. Mm. Um, where if that, you look at everybody nationally, pro, national program-wise, if you haven't won a national title, you would trade your resume for Gonzaga. No, no question. Yeah. No so question. I don't understand the scrutiny. I, I just The other thing I don't get is how everyone's like, Mark Few can't win the big one, and then he gets to the Final Four, yeah. and then he gets <laughs> to the national title game. It's like, Mark Few still can't win the big one. Like, come on, you're changing the goalposts on yeah, this year. Like, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, I, I just feel like this is – it's almost like Gonzaga's become a team of destiny this year. It sounds really weird to say that, right? This like I think Gonzaga, this is, but the I th- most one. Uh, how many t- programs have been more successful than them in the last decade? But I also think, like you can't. It's going to be on this, one this, hand you can count on. This Gonzaga team's different because it's been it's been a process to where in the last few you have Jalen Suggs, you have Nimbard, your guard play and a lot of your production was ready made from the beginning of the season. Hundred percent. This year it hasn't been the case. Yeah, and you're right. I mean. The, the thing I don't think a lot of people nationally understand and realize is good as Jalen Suggs was, Andrew Nemhart made that team. Oh, team yeah. Because so good. So he, good. he made – he allowed Suggs to do the things that Suggs could do instinctually and mm-hmm. just go out and play. Where every big possession that year, the ball was in Nemhart's hands 100%. in the pick and roll, and yep. he was the decision maker. And Nolan Hickman had the ability to grow a little bit last year, 12, 14 minutes a game or whatever under Nemhart. But – the game was dictated by Nemhart. So 
you had to understand and realize that there was going to be a learning curve with Hickman. And he didn't play great tonight, and I'm sure he'd be the first to admit it. But he, his growth from start of the year until now has been tremendous. Right. Um, and I think that's one of the – got to give Coach Few a lot of credit for – Hunter Salas, too, really. Yeah, and, and Hunter Salas, when he's played backup point guard minutes, they, they play with a faster pace. Mm-hmm. And it's been really good to see. But I think one of the, the, the un, kind of the, the unique things about Gonzaga over the course of the year is as Coach Few has worked on the details with the guards, they've, been, they've gotten better. They were terrible – in regards to turning it over early in the year. Now you look up end of the season, I think they're top 15, maybe 20 in, in turnovers per game. So mm-hmm. they've cleaned up the things that need to be cleaned up, and that has to go to, to the staff figuring out what needs to be adjusted, what needs to be taught in practice, and the players buying in and then emphasizing it and getting better at it. All right, last thing. I'm going to let you get out of here, Dan. He's got beer to drink. Yeah, you got beer to drink. There's yeah. a lot of zags up there yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, la- last thing I got for you is you got UConn, who – has probably been the most impressive team yeah, this tournament. They looked like, unbelievable. They're, they're right there in the same conversation. How does Gonzaga match up with UConn? How do they beat UConn? Well, I'll say this. It's interesting and unique is that Gonzaga's first NCAA tournament deep run, I, I was just UConn knocked them this. out. Yeah. And so, like, I mentioned it to somebody today. Were you like, on that team? I was not. That was I was a sophomore at UW. And you transferred Cheering yeah. for the, my buddies on that initial okay. Gonzaga team. Transferred after that. But you look at that initial – UConn Gonzaga game, it's a chance to kind of relive that. Mm-hmm. It's not a rivalry by any stretch, but relive that game and flip the tables to get to a, another Final Four. But when I watched UConn play today, and I saw them at different points throughout the season on TV, and I liked what I saw, but it's hard to grasp how physical yep, and right. how strong they are, how great spacing and pace they play with. What they did to Arkansas today was awesome. Yes. Like they Agreed. looked like, okay. National title, I can absolutely see that out mm-hmm. of UConn. Uh, I was impressed with uh, Sonogo in person. I was in, impressed with Hawkins. And then I'm drawing a blank uh, on the on the bigger point guard. He, Tristan Newton. Yeah, no. Andre Jackson. Uh, yes. Yeah. I was absolutely impressed with him. I saw him on TV this year, and I was like, good player. See him in person? It's, it's different. Like, it's he different. controls the game. Like, he's, he's, he's entering it as a big guard with left-hand, one-hand passes on target – on the money to enter offense. Like Josh Childress. Ooh. You know, I think he enters offense better. I think so too. I didn't I, I don't so I didn't I think Childress might have been a better defender, but that's my West Coast bias having yeah. seen Childress in person <laughs> a lot yeah. and not having mm-hmm. seen uh him Neither in person one of them much. Shoot it coming out of college. Yep. All right, listen, listen. Um, Let him go. Dan, man. yeah. <laughs> appreciate you being here. Go get What are you are you a Miller Lite man, Coors Light? What do you drink? I like Miller Lite, but where, where are you at? Cold. Where, where if it's cold. Buying? If it's cold? Oh, for sure. Yeah, if it's cold. All right. For sure. We're going to let Dan get out of here. Uh, on the other side of this break, we are going to discuss Mr. New York City, Marquise Noel, Kansas State, heading to the Elite Eight. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play college basketball pick'em, where you can get a little extra sweat during March Madness and win real cash prizes simply by picking player stats in this weekend's games. In Pick'em, all you do is predict whether a player will go higher or lower on underdog's projected totals, whether that's points, rebounds, whatever. For example, if you're like me and you think Zach Eady is going to go nuts in this tournament, pick higher on his points projection, add up to four more picks, and if you hit them all, you can win 20 times your money on a single game. Underdog's slick mobile app is easy enough that dummies like Jeff Goodman have even figured it out. 
So go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app and use the code FIELD, F-I-E-L-D, and Underdog will match your deposit up to 100 bucks. Now is the time to get in on the madness. So remember, underdogfantasy.com, promo code. Welcome back. Field of 68, After Dark, Sirius XM. We are streaming on our YouTube channel. Jump in the chat. Ask us questions. We're going to be hanging out there for a while in the afters. We are live here in T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Jeff Goodman, Terrence Oglesby, Rob Doster. We are hopefully going to see John Fant at some point tonight. Uh, he's getting his Pulitzer on, trying to write some stories for FoxSports.com. Uh, he does it all. Yeah. All I got to say is my right ear, he was sitting to my right, this ear, oh. can't hear anything out of it. He gets after it. Oh my it, God. Is, it is Watching hilarious. He just go, it's the announcer fan, and when yeah. things happen, I'm like, I finally told him. Yeah, and he goes, he goes I, I swear, like, all he does is you sit there, he goes, wow. 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 Oh, look at that post-entry. Wow. Oh, it's a jump ball. Wow. That's a great move. Wow. That's a great move. That's a big And then at the end of a game like that, you hear more than wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. guys wow. in the upper deck. Oh, like, like it's like the guys up in the, in the third yeah. level. Oh, my God. What a shot. Julius Strother. Sitting but, and watching that the was game, game with Fanta is like That deserved it. The end of it deserved, deserved, deserved the, every the, second of it. The on-camera well, so fan. We just did 15 minutes on. on Can I just tell you one thing on that? Yeah, if, I say, if I say no. It doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, whatever you say is irrelevant. <laughs> um, talking to Strother after the game. Yeah. I asked him, I said, you know, the play. Like, yeah. like tell, I gotta, me, tell I gotta me about the play. So he said in, in in the huddle, it was designed for him, mm-hmm. probably because Timmy missed free, two free throws before. That too, yeah. And uh, it was designed for him to try to get downhill as much as he could. And then he asked Few, he said, can uh, I shoot can it? I shoot it? Awesome. And Few said, hell yeah. 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 And, and <laughs> he said he shoots that. that all the time in practice. Mm-hmm. So I also asked Timmy. I said, "All right, what do you, what do you? I mean, what do you owe him? You got to owe him something because right. he saved your ass. Right. You missed two free throws. He's like, whatever he wants, Dos Equis. Yes, lots of them. Hey, lots of, lots here, of them. here's another cool thing too. I, I didn't. I, it slipped my mind that Strother's from Vegas. Yeah. Oh yeah. So how how cool Crazy. is how cool is that that he hits a game winning shot to get them to the Elite Eight at home? I, gosh, really, really cool. And he had really slept walked through the first thirty. No, he took shot. He only took two shots in the first half. Yeah, he, he get was, this. I don't know if you saw this stat. In the second half, they out rebound. They out rebounded them. What was it? Thirty-four to eleven in the second half. Wow. Yeah. You think a Dean Bona didn't matter? That's what I said. I you knew they'd wear. There's no they'd way that number is correct. It's it's. I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm looking, looking at, at it. it. Rebounding thirty-four right. eleven. Second half. That's got to be a typo. But again, wow. you don't have. You it's don't not have a typo. Bona. Yeah. Tiger was gassed. They were tired. They, they were tired. Jaime looked okay. Like, you looked at him, and he has the same expression anyway all the time. But Tiger was was tired. I, I thought I thought Jaime was, was tired. Really? Yeah. He looked tired. I, I mean. All right. Can we, can we talk? Yeah. Can we talk yeah. Kansas State, Michigan yeah, sure. State? I'm just can we talk to, Marquise I'm just Noel? To, I'm just trying to avoid UConn as, as long as we can. It's the last segment. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> 20 points, 19 assists, an NCAA tournament record 19 Amazing. assists, Amazing. five steals, first player in 14 years to have 20 points, 19 assists, five steals in any game, not just the tournament, in any game in college basketball, period. Marquise Noel. And he did it on a sprained ankle. Yeah, not all of it, but it, but a good amount. At the end, he was still really effective. You, you said, 
you thought the pressure was going to get to him. I said it as might Mr. get to him. You, I didn't Mr. say it would. I said you it said might. I said it's it might. definitely going to get to him. Dagan's going to clip yeah. that. Mr. New York City comes home to the garden and puts together either. that kind of performance. Like just it's incredible. Unbelievable. Incredible. incredible. I mean, and again, we've talked about it. This dude is like maybe 5'7". And he's just Special. got the toughness, the heart. You know, when you talk about, like, New York City point guards, like, let's mm-hmm. talk about this dude. Yeah. I mean, started his career at Little Rock. Little Arkansas, Little Rock. Can you Rock. tell that story? Yeah, I mean, I have a picture here. He was suspended uh, for a game. And, uh, and there's a picture of him sitting in the stands. The front row, when he's at Little Rock, sitting in the stands. Uh, I'm going to look it up who it was against. Texas but, uh, State. It was Texas, Texas State. State yeah. Texas State. Uh, but, I mean, think about, how, like, Little Rock. Think about, like, how many people passed on him because of his size, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. How many people are regretting it right now? Yeah, everybody. I mean, that was one of the best. I mean, again, we, we, we witnessed two of the best performances in NCAA tournament history tonight between Drew Timmy and, and Marquise Noel. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so this Kansas State team. They make it past Michigan State. They make it past them in overtime. Where do you where do you stand on what their ceiling can be on on how well that they can they can grow? Like where do you see them go? I mean, look, you get we're going to talk FAU. about it a little bit. You get FAU. That's no easy task. Exactly. I know, I know, but it's like, no easy task. The, but if you want to sign up for something, you want to sign yeah, up with that. What's standing between Jerome Tang in his first year? And the final four. And the and this is landed. not this is not a fluke to where they just got hot at the right time. No, no, no. This, this is not mm-hmm. a fluke. This is consistent what they've done all season long at Kansas State. This is not, oh, we're gonna just drum our way through January, drum our way through half of February, and then we'd start playing. No. They've been good all season long. And they're they have a legitimate shot to make a final four. Mm-hmm. The craziest thing of all this is that they were all they were able to take Keontae Johnson. When right. most schools were not. If they could not have taken Keontae Johnson, they would have been an NIT, maybe a fringe NCAA tournament team. Because they got two dudes. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Dudes. They got two dudes here. And then, you know, some good complimentary pieces. I I don't know if I would go that far. Um, I but mean, like Desi Sills is good. Tomlin's good. Yeah, and they got and, some good and, nice and players. The, the, um, Chico Carter is a good player. Yeah, like, I'm not but they all—they're complimentary pieces. Yeah, that's right. what they are. Yes, I would—I would make the argument that Keontae is a complimentary piece. No, well. come on, he's, you're he's out of your great. mind. This he's is great. a wild, This is a—that's a wild take. That's a bad take. It's mm-hmm. a wild take. Get vaulted out. Yeah, get get vaulted out. There. Yeah, 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 it's a wild gonna, take. All right, my bad. Out. I take it back. Right. I take it back. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Here's a crazier thing. Here's a crazier thing. The fact that Kansas State was able to beat a Michigan State team that shot 52 percent from three. I know. 13 of 25, and they still. But Michigan State didn't guard. Well, no. That's the no nobody guarded. Nobody guards Kansas. They the put problem. 116 points on Texas in right. Texas. Well, like, that was that was a one-off. I know, I but mean, here's here, so here's the thing. My thing about Kansas State is that, um, and we were talking about this with Dan a little bit before. Like, it feels like Tang is one of these guys where he just oh, kind of he just kind of lets lets his dudes play, like just lets them rock. And kind of says, all right, go out there. The perfect example is that play at the end. I, I know what they said, that it wasn't drawn off. I will never, ever buy. No, that, I, that, I got that a alley-oop. text. Yeah, I got text from multiple coaches from, from mm-hmm. that, that Scott Drew coaching tree. And that's what they said. They said, like, this has been used by other coaches in that tree of, of acting like you're So you're All right, arguing. so real quick for the people that are, that are listening, what happened was on that alley-oop that, uh, that, um, the back, that the Noel threw yeah. to, Keontae. to Keontae Johnson, the backwards dunk, 
If you watch it from one of the back angles, you can see Noel pretending to have an argument with Tang and takes it and they're yelling at him and then give a hand signal like this. And when he gives his hand signal, Keontae Johnson goes back door and Noel throws it up to him, 40-foot alley-oop dunk, which, like, by the way, the, set of, the, the nuts right. that you got to have, the right. stones you got to have to, one, that. call that play, pass. and two, call, and two execute it? Amazing. Amazing. Could have That's been the second spot. time that we've seen them run yeah. a game-winning alley-oop. Yep. yep. Remember the first? Yeah, that was we when they, they they spun off the backside. Who were they playing? They were playing Kansas. Kansas. We were there. That's right. At home, we were yeah. there. You guys were there. Yes, you weren't there. Must have been nice. It was. Oh, it was. It, nice. it was, it was, it was phenomenal. The awesome. Octagon of Doom. And uh, I got a there. tang after the after the game. He had a yeah, tang. They uh they have a beer there called the Tang Party. That's that sounds that sounds dirty. It does, <laughs> but it's it's delicious. It's delicious. It's it's very good. I'm kind of picky. Yes, yeah, you are. Um. All right, so where does where does that Marquise Noel performance like rank for you guys? Ah, as far I mean, as individual performances are concerned, it's it gotta has be, to be up there, right? Sure. I I mean, it, it, considering the circumstances, considering he's back home and getting hurt, top three, top four NCAA tournament performances of all time. And oh, by the way, against Tom Izzo, right? I <laughs> top mean, three or four of all time. Think twenty-one. I would go top ten. I go top ten. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say, you know. 21 again, and 19. But there may be. 20 and 19, excuse me. 20 and 19. No, 19 it's ridiculous. Again, ridiculous. Against Izzo. Yeah, it might be top five. Ha! Might be top it's, five. Yeah, I'll take it. Might be top five. I, that's I, the first I told argument. You. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the first argument I've won since I've been here. This is my <laughs> second. This is the end of the second year. Don't tell me anything's possible. Nothing's possible. Oh, excuse me. Anything's not possible. I don't know. <laughs> it's late. Yeah, it's it's 1.20 a.m. T.O. Right. time right now. That's right. Um, so where can Kansas State do it? Can, sure. No, yeah, no, no not, I'm not talking about oh, a final talking about four. Win the whole thing? I'm talking about win the whole thing. Because I, mean, I, I told you this before. I am getting heavy Kemba Walker vibes from Marquise Noel. I'm not mad at that Ooh. right now. At this point, I I'm not mad. I kind of like that. I kind of like that, actually. Yeah, New York City, New York point, City guard, point guard. Three seed. A little small. You know, like taking games over himself. Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said for that. He I, will I, never have to pay for a meal in Manhattan. No, no, no. And he should. Mm-hmm. Especially if they win this next. All game. three. So can they win it all? All can three restaurants in Manhattan. Like when it comes out, here's here's Again, what I'll say about I, it. I just want to see like <clears throat> Alabama, Houston. If those teams advance, I I think it'll be tough for them. UConn looks really good. Yeah, do they? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Let Let's see tomorrow, kind of what happens. Before I'm ready to say if they can win this whole thing. All right. Can we do a quick postmortem on the Big Ten? <laughs> yeah. Big Ten, you are mediocre. The Mid Ten. The Mid Ten, as mm-hmm. Tio called them. I mean, I thought Michigan State would get them. I thought, I mean, then you talk about Michigan State, I, I could have looked correct in my prediction to get FIU, FAU next. Yeah. But, you were that instead, close. You were that close. Uh, or that far away. No, but I, it's, they, it's they were amazing. one basket away. Yeah, I mean, right. they legitimately were one Tyson Walker shot away. From getting FAU. So I, I think Michigan State was still uh, the best team in the Big Ten for the tournament. For the tournament. Mm-hmm. And that's a big difference, right? You have, like, Indiana. All right, they're great in the Big Ten. Purdue, great in the Big Ten. But, again, when you get to the tournament, you can't have these bigs that can't step out and shoot it. And, and again, some bigs that have trouble defensively. Also the variability of what the NCAA tournament brings. Right, you got to be. That's, able to no, that's the perfect. That that's exactly what it is. Like, they're one basket away from having a completely different conversation about Michigan State. Like, 
Think about that. It's a one possession game yes. that goes to overtime. Well, I, how I, much does that change the narrative? I don't think you said of the Michigan State. I, I was more. To? I was more referring to like, for example, the adaptability. The adaptability. Yeah. The, the yeah. Fairly Dickinson yes. going up and trapping yes. freshman guards. That's what that, Michigan that State have, can do. That, that exactly. They have so the personnel to be able. They to have do older it. guards. Yes. They'll let some rock a little bit. Got Big Ten's very structured. They got some bigger wings. Yeah. You know, like Big Ten's very structured, right? And, and to a point to where in the NCAA tournament, everything gets messed up. You have to have guys that can make some plays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm not saying the Big Ten doesn't have a guy or two that can do that, but what I am saying is, is like when Purdue plays fairly Dickinson or yeah. you know throw throw two random teams in there, it's it's hard because they haven't seen some of these trappings, some of these press, some of these different defenses since the non-conference two, three, four months ago. Yeah, that's the hard part. Yep. Um, all right, Field of 68, After Dark, Sirius XM, Channel 84, College Sports Radio. Rob Doster, Terrence Ogles. Bring some more energy. Jeff you? Goodman yeah, here. Bring some more turn, turn, damn energy. I'm trying to, man. Come on. I'm, I'm we saw one of the greatest Bring the games Bring the of we all did. time. Oh, we, already, we already talked about I that. I know. We were so, fired up so, at the Open when you, when you weren't here. I was interviewing Drew Timmy. So, nine seed, heading to the Elite well, Eight. you were talking to this slapdick over here. Speaking of slapdicks. <laughs> Who did you pick to win the Florida Atlantic? Oh, Tennessee dude, game? I just broke. Oh, Tennessee over and over and over. He picked. Who did you? Who yeah. did you pick? I sang Rocky F-A-U. Top. You did. Oh, that's yes, right. Did. I, did. Let's go. I did. Let's go. I hit three oh. or four. He sang Good Old Rocky Top. Oh, can you? Sing I forgot it? about Let's that. Let's go. I forgot. Let's go. Good Old oh, Rocky Top. top. <laughs> <laughs> FAU oh, is. Here, here's, before we talk about the game, before we talk about what happened, before we talk about Dusty Man FAU, yeah. I just want to say that it's pretty damn cool that we are sitting here in the Elite Eight, well, yeah. about to get be in the Elite Eight, sure. yeah. and the one of the mid-major teams that we spent the entire season hyping up is there. Is there. there. Like, Imagine how, if how you would have spent your winter in Boca instead of Charleston. I did go up for a day. Mm-hmm. For a day. Yeah, I went for a day. I spent yeah. some time with them. Okay. They had one of those, um, when I went there for the day, I watched practice, yeah. and then after practice, I was going to sit down with Dusty and some of the players and everything. Well, they were invited to a lunch with like a big booster, which was a huge thing for them at, a, at one of those Boca hotels right on the water. Ugh. So I went and they had, I forget what it's called. It, it, it's a guy, not, it wasn't like magic tricks, but what do they call the guys? They're like, they're not, I don't know what the hell they call them, but he was doing all sorts of kind of tricks. A and, magician? And, well, he wasn't a magician. That was not the term he used for what he did. Anybody know the term? Yeah, keep finish this, this is the bad story. Ventriloquist. Oh. No, it wasn't that either. But anyway, they were there <laughs> literally not that. They were watching this dude. <laughs> they were so into it for like an hour and a half. And, and we had an angle on him so we could see kind of what he was doing. Yeah. And these kids were just like fooled. They they had no idea what was they were so excited by this dude for an hour and a half. They were locked in. They wanted to go. They kept going. So I didn't really have a lot of time to talk to him. But great group. Um and, and and really cool because Dusty May, he told me that day, he said, listen, everybody thinks I'm a good old miss. This was before the Chris Beard stuff started. Everybody thinks I'm a good old miss. I want to stay here. As long as they'll give me better resources here, yeah. I want to stay here. But as I tweeted out, it was ranked as the 13th. I was going to ask you that, yeah. Yeah, it was the 13th of 14 jobs in Conference USA when I did that thing. Explain why. Tell, tell them why. Because they have no resources. Like, it's great. It's on the beach. That's a great thing. But I, I did a game there a couple years ago, and their facilities suck. They suck. Matt McCall was an assistant there 15 years ago. You know what he said? Mm. When I walked back in this year, 
It was like going back in time. Nothing had changed. So Dusty May, get paid, man. Get paid at FAU. Uh, hopefully they'll step up and give you a million plus a year for six years. I know you love it there. I know your family loves it there. And hopefully in a year or so, um, a, 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 a big boy will come call. They will come calling. So There's yeah. just nothing yeah. out there. Everybody asks me, they're like, what's Dusty May taking now? There's nothing there That's right the now. That's the weird thing about this coaching Penn State? cycle. He's not well, going to Penn no, State. No, no, but here's the thing, too. Like, I think there were a lot of administrations, and I know we got to talk about other games, so I'll make this quick. There's a lot of administrations, like, if we don't hire somebody really, really quick, like, we're going to lose a bunch of kids to the portal. Right. So, they, like, they're, how they're, a lot of people are. They're yes. in a rush. I yes. think Georgia Tech was like that. Yeah, they got Damon right away. And what happens is it doesn't allow for some of these Cinderella teams, these coaches, to get these opportunities. Because they sell them right away. Except for Tobin, for example. Right, right, But right. But I feel like, you know, people were in such a rush to hire new people quickly yeah. as opposed to, hey, let's, let's take our time. They can't afford to do that necessarily anymore. And I think, you know, Dusty was a manager at Indiana. I've known him forever. Like, I've known him since he was basically a manager at Indiana. And uh, he's got more shit to him than you think. Like, you look at him and you're like, yeah, good old boy. Like, you know, and, and obviously he's done a great job there. And, and the other thing is they return, should return, almost all their team next year. Mm. So he could do this again if he keeps this group out of the portal. Yes, And that's you would the hope he thing. will that's the big thing. with their success, but you just never know these days. All right, so – we're going to talk about that game. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that game because at one point, Florida Atlantic was down 39 to 31. And I think that was uh, that was about midway through the second half. And it felt like they that thing was over, right? Yeah. When you're down by eight to Tennessee and their defense is rolling and working the way that it was working, yeah. it doesn't feel like you can score on them. Mm. And they can't, they scored 31 points like the last 11 minutes of that game. Yeah, they, they went in a run right out of the half, took the lead, and, and really kind of never gave it back at that mm -hmm. point. And, uh, they're just tough. That that was the and one Tennessee's thing. Tennessee's not geared to play from behind either. That, yes, that too. That's a problem. They can't too. score. Down eight points is like they can't score. 20. Yeah. Well, that that's the thing about it is, when you're Tennessee, you're kind of banking on the idea that nobody is going to be able to hit jumpers over you. And if you you're able to string together like four or five possessions where you knock down tough jumpers and you got guys that can yeah. make plays. Yeah. Um, then the Florida Atlanta didn't. Shoot all the they no, didn't shoot you know, all the there's sub 30. They, you know what they yeah. did? They offensive rebounded. Yeah, they rebounded. They out tough Tennessee. They out tough Tennessee, which is hard to do, that's, right? That's, I mean, that's like and they didn't football. do it dirty. No, they didn't no, do it dirty. No, there was I, a couple of dirty plays. But in again, that game. listen, did any of us really have any faith? Well, yes, you did. Well, have faith in Tennessee. Yeah, I did. And it, hurts. The only, it hurts. You're the only one. But everybody else, well, that's nobody that's, was that, on the wagon. That's what I was going to say. Is like, if you that big of an upset. Is it really that big of an upset? No, they were only four and a half point dogs. The numbers love the balls all year. The stupid well, that, analytics that, love that, them because they're wild, wild it up. What's wild, on offense. what's wild about that, Jeff? What's wild yeah. about it is that even though the analytics love Tennessee, they were four and a half point favorites. Yeah. They weren't. They, yeah. It wasn't. They weren't sitting here right. saying like Vegas, right. yeah, yeah. where we are. Bet yeah. Rivers was not saying yes. that yes. that Very FAU true. was like this. This yep. massive mid-major underdog, and part of the reason is I think is that everybody under underrates just how good Conference USA has been this well this season. That, Mr. Hughes, Dagan's father, <laughs> made sure to let us know. Oh, that, he did. That in the final four of the oh, NIT, he did. there's two Conference oh. USA teams, and the CBI. It's Chris, right? Yes, Chris. Chris, Chris Hughes, CBI. I saw, well, I saw the Charlotte the from Conference USA. Won the CBI too, so all of a sudden that schedule looks better and better. 
Thank you, Chris Hughes. I can't Put wait me in to my meet, place. meet I can't Chris Hughes. Yes, yes. We'll see you soon. All right, so let me ask you guys this. What does FAU have to do to be able to beat Kansas State? How do they win this game? I mean, your guard's got to control Noel somewhat, right? Somewhat. I mean, we've seen that. <laughs> Good we've, luck. I know, I know. But, I mean, he's, dude, he did have some bad games during the season. He did. He went through a stretch. He was also one of three players to ever have 65 points and 20 assists yeah. in a two-game stretch. Do you know who the other two were? Uh, probably John ja Morant and Trey Young. Yeah, I figured. I figured. <laughs> yeah, no. He, Draft that man at 5'6". Just hit two it. It's either that or he's going to be Terrell McIntyre 2.0 in Europe. He's... He's unbelievable. I don't know if you can control him, but, but I, as I said, him. what did I say? The bottom line is you can't let Noel and Keontae Johnson go off. They one one of the off. two has to be They both out. went off. Yep. Yep. So somehow you've got – and they're going to have a harder time, I think, on Keontae in a way because I don't think they have a good matchup for him. They don't have a big, strong wing. Right. they got a lot of, like, smaller type uh, guards that I just don't know if they can control Keontae. I think they have a better chance, honestly – of rotating a couple guys on, on yeah, well, yeah, I was about to say that too. Yeah. Maybe because they are a little bit smaller over the course of the roster, they yeah. played nine guys over thirteen well, minutes today. So here, here's what I would say: is I think that you have to stop Noel because Noel is the reason everybody else is good on that team. Right? Keontae Johnson can go get Problem you. Problem is, bucket, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, Rob? What are you going to do? I don't know. I think the you, there's like, nothing you the can do because he shoot. About, think go about ahead. this: like you try to double him, he goes around the slower defender. You yeah. try to trap the ball screens, he can split. He's too fast. You try to hard hedge, like yeah. he's gone. There's nothing you can do. You you show you low. He's knocking down shots. He's playing get him to, so well. I know, right but that's now. what you got to get him to do. You got to get him to shoot the three. That's right. And you know 100%. what? I hope he's missing. Yeah. Period. They again, they don't have like. He was two of six today, and he doesn't settle. He got 18 that's rocks up today. I know. I know. No, he's terrific. Again, he's he's a hard guy to try to slow down. But I think in order to beat Kansas State, you have to be able to. Slow him down and, and you know, ha- hold him to 15 and, and six. Do you know what he's averaging in the tournament right now through three games? 22 and 15. <laughs> 22 and 14. Yeah, that's close. That's close. Well done. And three and a half steals yeah. per game. It's insane. Insane. Those, those, insane. Are, those are video game numbers. People don't put yeah. up those numbers. Those but, are video uh, games. How about, th- how about this? If you cut down live ball turnovers on Kansas State, too, it helps. Even sure. if you can't. Yeah. They, they had 10 steals today. That's wow. not turnovers committed. That's 10 live yeah. ball steals to where they're off and running. And then yeah. Noel's out here just, yes. you know, playing. Pick, pick teams He's just far. playing. It's like yeah. playground ball. Playing with children. Yeah. yeah. And here's here's the other thing that you have to be able to do, is you have to be able to get to the offensive glass with them. Because they are not a good defensive rebounding team. No. There are times where they throw Naquan Tomlin at the five. And right. Na- Naquan Tomlin is 6'11", but he's a twig. Yeah. yeah. He's a twig. So you got to be able to get to the offensive glass and be able to to work them there. Didn't the work. Didn't things, work for Kentucky. I mean, you, you can't have your best shooter miss his first fourteen shots of the game. Like, <laughs> also what do you, true. What do you also do? True. If, but I'm saying, if like Antonio you said, Reeves, offensive, gla- offensive glass. They were on the offensive glass. If Antonio Reeves, they had a lot of opportunities when he missed his first fourteen shots too. If Antonio Reeves shoots twenty eight percent from the floor, then Kentucky wins that game. Yeah, that's right. yeah, all he had to do was yeah. shoot twenty eight percent. And they win the game by more than yes. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Um, all right. So we're gonna we're gonna head to a quick break here. But on the other side, I get to talk about UConn, Oof, they were and good. I get to talk about how good the Huskies have looked. And these guys have to I sit here. It. They have to sit here and they have to take it. <laughs> on the other side of the break, we'll be right back. Hey, you guys ever get tired of having to prove that you were right? 
I'm uh, trying to say that you've won an argument of sitting here. To, yo, today, I won one earlier. Today, you, you today lamented the day. fact that all. Today was a tough day. That today all, was, well, you, earlier today on our pregame show, you, you lamented the fact that all of the great takes that you have get forgotten about. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Want, but, but we remember yours with or without yes, the app. With, but <laughs> so if you want to make sure we that doesn't reminded. happen, yeah. if you want to make sure that doesn't happen, if you're like T.O. and you want to make sure that doesn't happen, I got an answer to your problems. Vaulted is a new sports prediction app that turns your opinions into facts. You can store all of your predictions and hot takes in your own vaults now and forever. You can challenge your friends. You can keep track of the results. And you can prove that you were, in fact, correct and that you are, in fact, the smartest one in the room. Vaulted will also be releasing more than 50 pools over the course of the next two to three months for the NBA playoffs. So download the app. It's at the link in the description. Sign up for your three-month trial and store your predictions now and forever. 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 All right. Welcome back. Field of 68, After Dark, Sirius XM, Channel 84. We are streaming live over on our YouTube channel. Jump in the chat, ask us questions. We'll be hanging out for uh, about 15 minutes after the afters. Uh, I hope we can are in Vegas right now. Spoiler alert. We are in Vegas right now. Rob Doster, (laughs) Jeff Goodman, Terrence Oglesby. We are in Vegas right now. The blackjack tables are calling our name. I need a, a an ice cold beverage oh, worse so than Dan Dickow does. <laughs> so bad. Um, Can we have somebody deliver one? Yeah. I, oh, I, why don't you go find another fridge to break one out? Uh, listen, man. we got to talk about UConn here. Yeah. We got to break break this down. Before we do, uh, I want to talk about underdog fantasy real quick. To you told me today that you think that Javon Quinterly is going to go nuts I, tomorrow. I, I think he has a chance to go nuts. Tomorrow. Why do you think he's going to go nuts tomorrow? You know what? Because of San Diego State, it, it, they're so big and strong. Like you have to go fast, and he—he's a guy who can push the pace and score a little bit. And mm-hmm. then he can also find guys on the perimeter. I think he could be a guy. Yeah, Goodman. Right now, the uh, the the higher or lower numbers on uh, on underdog fantasy, thirteen points for Quinterly. I'm going to go under. Th- on, lower. I'm, gonna, I'm lower. going lower. lower. I'm going lower. To's going uh, higher. Higher. I'm going lower. What about assists? Quinterly, three point five assists. I would take higher on that one. Yeah, I would take higher on that one as well. Yeah, I think he's going to have to create yeah. some when yeah. San Diego State tries yeah. to slow it to a crawl. Yes, and they're going to have to rely on him. The one that I love, Goodman, tell me what you think about this. So Tosin Awoma yeah. is going to be going up against Ryan Kalkbrenner at the five. The numbers for him, higher or lower, 16 points, higher or lower, 6.5 boards, and higher or lower, 27 points plus rebounds plus assists. Jesus I Christ. will take the lower. Arithmetic? 
I will take the lower on all of those. I will take the higher on rebounds. On rebounds. Lower everything else. I agree lower everything that. else? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Tosan only had, and by the way, he only had nine points in their last game. And he was still mm-hmm. the best player on the floor yeah. for them. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He's going to open everything up. He's the reason why there might be an upset. We'll see if his numbers are uh, better or worse than what we project them to be. But if you go download the Underdog app, use the code field, 100% deposit match, up to $100. All right, guys. UConn, 88. Arkansas, 65. Right now, somewhere, somewhere around Houston, in the vicinity of Houston, a gentleman by the name of Clint Sterner, <laughs> is cuddling up with his pillow. You don't have to listen to and this. Crying hog tears. Where is eating, Mama Hog? That's well, I am I eating a Mama pork hog, suey sandwich. You? That's all I got to say. Uh, Goodman. Yes. Have they been the most impressive team in the tournament so far? UConn. Yes. I would agree. Yes. I, I think it's hard to uh, argue with that right now. Mm. You know, again, and, and here's the crazy part. Rick Pitino, Randy Bennett, Eric Musselman. Those are three of, of what we consider right now the top ten coaches in the game right now. And Danny mm-hmm. just and he gave beat them the, the shit out of them. Yeah, he beat the shit out of all three. Yeah. And I talked to him after the game, caught up with him for a little while. And he's loose, man. Man, he's great, isn't he? Yeah, he's Golly. loose. I mean, why wouldn't he be? Right? I mean, you know, he kind of got a team that's clicking. They they went yeah. through their dip at the end of yes. January, which yes. is the perfect time to do that yeah. because then you start playing your way better. Yeah, towards tournament time and gosh, there's nobody I playing said better. To, I talked to Caraman about that in the in the post in their uh, locker room after the game, and, and I said, I'm like, what, you know, what was it like during that stretch? He said, well, you know, the, the thing was, we knew how good we could be, sure. because we had just done it, mm-hmm. so we knew what we were capable of. We just had to get back to it. And, and they did. That's that's what I've heard over and over and over yeah. again from those guys. Yeah. Is it wasn't like it wasn't all that, like all that much changed. It was a confidence level, and it was part of playing on the road for three out of four games against the, the opponents that you were playing against, and for the first time dealing with that kind of adversity, right? Sure, yeah. And they kind of you lose those games in a row. Nobody is guarding Andre Jackson, and it just it got in their heads a little bit, especially Andre. Yeah. It got in his head a little bit, and then once they kind of got out of it. Then you saw Jordan Hawkins take off. And now you're seeing them kind of figure out, hey, you, you know what? When people are climbing all over us, we have that that outlet. We have that right. release valve in Adama Sonogo. Yeah. Who, like, by the way, that dude is, is immovable. When he gets he's where just, he wants to get on the block, he's he is so immovable. You can see it. Like, stupid other dudes, when they try to battle him, they cannot <laughs> move him. <laughs> got no chance. It's amazing how strong he is. And yeah. then you bring in Klingon behind him. And it's like, all right. This dude, the first dude was stronger, but this dude is so damn big, I yeah. can't score over him. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where, you know, again, Timmy just now, when I was talking to him, he knows. Like, he's like, oh, my, like, these UConn guys are going to be, they're going to be really tough for him. Mm-hmm. And, and he's going to have to get him in foul trouble. Here's a big thing, too. Right, and, you know, as you go down and you look at the stats and you, and you see the confidence that these guys are playing with, Yeah, I, I mean, UConn had 17 turnovers. Arkansas right, only had 10, right, right. but they're moving the basketball. 22 assists today, and they're playing with the game so much was over pace. After 10 minutes, no, that's true. It but it, but it, but it was because it was of them. Yeah. Like like UConn's pace of play on offense was so damn good. And the thing is, is whenever you're chasing and chasing and chasing, and you rely on one on one defense like Arkansas yeah. does, it's, they're not mm-hmm. a crazy help team. They're not out in the gaps. They're, you're guarding your yard. You're guarding a man in front of you. They beat that first line of defense, and that help comes late. You're right there for offensive boards. And 
man, it, they were just so much physically stronger today. Yeah. The, the, it was insane. They, you Arkansas is kind of easy to play against yeah. in a way, though, because all you do is sag off them. Oh, mm-hmm. You true. know, like true. defensively, they're a pr- pretty easy matchup right now. Yeah, they are to to guard them. But the the thing is, what everything they do is, is contested. They, they, yeah, they they God, find they find mismatches. And they're able to match it up. You mentioned how strong they were. Uh, the strongest guy on the team was Adama Sonogo. Adama Sonogo uh, fasted from 4 a.m. until 6:59 p.m. for nearly 15 hours yeah. because it's the first day of Ramadan. He's 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 Muslim, and we were able to catch up with him in the locker room uh, after the game, talking about this game and talking about. Like not eating or drinking water for 15 hours and going and playing a Sweet 16 game. I didn't eat for about an hour. Now, now let me welcome onto the field of 68 after dark UConn center Adama Sonogo, fresh off of an 88-65 win over Arkansas today. Adama, you guys jumped all over him from the tip. What happened at the start of the game? Ah, uh, you know, coming to this game, you know, like for us to win this game, you need to jump them because we know we they play hard. They wanted to like punch us first, so we didn't let them. We didn't let them do that, so we were like, yo. Like we can't let these guys like 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 like, like work us out. Like you know, what I mean? like we, we can't let them punch us first. We gotta punch them first, and you know? we gotta walk them out first. You know, so that was our mindset coming to do this game. So since the beginning of the game, we were trying to like make them tired, make them feel like, yo, like you guys not going to like tough us out. You know what I mean? So that was our mindset coming to the game. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of feeling tired, we just watched you break your fast right here. Yeah, like yeah, how yeah. how are you feeling, man? How do you play like that? <laughs> I feel good. You know, I do this for a long time, so I'm used to it now. Yeah, I'm used to it. Now. This is something that I've been doing for like a long time now. So like I'm used to it. I'm used to it. Now. Yeah, yeah. You've really gotten it going in this tournament. You you've been one of the best players in this tournament. What's what's changed for you over the course of the last couple of games? Uh, like you said, uh, I don't know. Like I think like because I care so much about winning, and because I, I care so, like uh, I like I care so much about Yunkon, you know, the place I'm playing for. Like I don't want to like uh, like uh, let them down. So that's why every time I like, have a chance to like. Make them happy, make you fan happy. Like I'm trying to do my best, make them happy. If it's just winning, if it's just doing, like you know, like that's what I'm like. That's my mind. That's what I, I always give 100 percent so I can make some Yukon fan happy and make my teammates happy and especially make coach happy. You know, but if it's just doing, if that's by playing great and win, yeah. If I would have told you at the end of that six, uh, when you lost six out of eight games, yeah. right, that you guys would be. Right here, mm-hmm. one win away from the. Would you believe me? Would you have bought that? Uh, I would not. Uh, I would not believe it. I would be like, yo, because shit was going bad. You know what I mean? But we like, we have to find a way to figure. We have to find a way to figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, yo, you know what I mean? we have to find a way. Like, yo, like you know, playing the way we were playing before. Like, yo, we like, we gotta find a way to, like, you know, play the same way we were doing the beginning of the season. You know, after that, you know, like everybody understand it. People start coming, go back to the gym, work on the game, work on like work on the game, and they do individual stuff. And we were able to come back and win like I think like eight eight out of last last ten games we were like eight out of a lot. You've won a lot. You've won yeah, a lot. Yeah. So like yeah, we like we had to change our mindset. Yeah. So what, how did it? Is it just more confidence? You playing harder? Or is it just you finally started winning some games? And you realize, hey, you know what? We're, we're still yeah, UConn. We say UConn. We just lose like you know sometimes in the season like every team do like you know, they lose that they track it a little bit. That happened to us, you know. But you know we lose our track a little bit. You know we do like yo. It happened, you know what I mean? We just had to do something about it, which was like, yo, go back to the gym, you know, taking coaching more serious. You know, like, there's nothing wrong with us, you know what I mean? We do this, like, we were, like, we were doing good in it, like, December, January, we were not doing good. So, you know, we just like, yo, we just kind of, like, figured out a way to, like, be the same thing we were in about a couple of weeks ago, you know what I mean? Yeah. Last, last thing I got for you. When Jordan is shooting the way that he's shooting in this game, 
nobody can stop us. If Jordan shoots like that, nobody can stop us. Because you know what I mean? They have to worry about Jordan, they have to worry about Andre, they have to worry about me, they have to worry about a lot of guys. So uh, they're going to stop us. No way. No way. No way. Well, listen, UConn is one win away from the Final Four. Adama yeah. Sonogo, appreciate your time, man. No problem. Is the best. I love his energy. Hard, hard dude to understand when he gets rolling. Hard yes, dude to understand yeah. when he gets rolling. My man talks fast, uh, yeah. and uh, but he's the best. Great kid. Um, Great so kid. speaking of Adama, speaking of the big guys, you mentioned going from Klingon to uh, from Sonogo to Klingon. The thing that that makes it so difficult in my mind is that when Sonogo's out there, you play one way defensively and offensively, right? You're throwing the ball to him on the post. You got that pivot down there. Yeah. He's hedging hard on all ball screens. He's blowing stuff up. You have the the taggers just standing in the middle right under the basket. Yeah. They play one way when Adama Sanogo's on the floor. <laughs> when Klingon's on the floor, they're setting ball screens and cre getting, trying to get him rolling to the lane throwing lobs. Mm -hmm. Defensively, he's playing everything drop, and all of a sudden you have this massive rim protector around the basket. Makes it hard for other teams, you base, right? Yeah, you yeah. basically have to. And it's still to, a hard shot over 7-2. Yeah, like, you, have to you have to prepare for basically two different teams every time you play them and two different styles of play, which is like, that's not that's not a normal thing, right? No, no and, and not only that, like their wings too. Hassan Diara is not the same kind of guy that Tristan Newton is. Mm -hmm. uh, Joey Calcaterra is not the same as Andre Jackson is. And I asked Moss after the game, I was like, you know, the, the thing that impresses me so much about this UConn team, and I'm bouncing around here, and I'm sorry, but their physicality. And I asked Moss, I was like, how do they compare to, to some other SEC teams? You know, you play Kentucky with Sheeb, you play Tennessee, how physical they are. How do they compare? He said, well, they're not as, they're not as physical, quite as physical as Tennessee. He said, but their pieces fit together so much better. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Tristan Newton today, they try to get up there and pressure him. They send Jordan. They send Jordan Walsh all the way full court to pressure him, and he calmly gets rid of the ball, goes back and gets it, knocks down a three. They try it one more possession, does the same thing, comes and knock down a three from the top of the key, knocks that down. They have to back off because you can't just continue to let that happen, especially when he's hitting shots. I mean, this, shit, they're good. They're not reliant. Like again, we go back to some of the Big Ten teams, and they're reliant on their bigs defensively. Good point. Yeah, UConn isn't a reliant. Like they don't have to play clinging. Don't have to. They could play Sonogo 30 minutes if they like the matchup. Mm -hmm. Right. They could play Klingon 22 minutes, 25 minutes if they like that matchup. There is so much versatility with this team. And, and it starts obviously with their bigs because Sonogo opens things up for everybody else, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I talked to, when you talk about different types of offenses and what they do, I, I talked to Tom Moore, assistant coach Tom Moore after the game, and you were there. But it, UConn makes the next right play. Like, it, it sounds like an easy thing, but a lot of people or a lot of teams, if they don't get the ball when they cut out and yeah. people are denied, they still try to battle it. No, not with UConn. Move the ball. They move the ball, and if the guy's not open, they get out quick. Right. Right. So the right. next right play is something they do as good as or better than anybody in college basketball, especially which, among which the teams less. them because they don't have a true point guard. Exactly Everybody right. else makes up for that. Yep. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Big, that, I mean, that's a huge thing for them. And they're yeah. also just brutal to have to defend for 30 seconds because they will run their offense for 30 seconds yeah. if they need to. Their, yeah. pay, their pace away yep. from the basketball and you, is and Jordan Hawk, Jordan Hawk, he doesn't get tired. No. Do you, I, remember, I remember hearing a stat about Rip Hamilton that he used to run, he used to sit the treadmill on like 12 and put the incline up, and he would run five-minute miles on like a 3% a, a incline. Really? Was he I'd six, like seven, 160 yeah. pounds? And Jordan cool. Hawkins trains looks with him same. and works out with yeah. him, right? He and looks so, the same. And he, he walked into like, a couple today. He had some wide open ones. Yes, he did. He did. 
So they're not yeah. taking away. But that, from I mean, it, that's like, that's honestly look. That's that but is the beauty what, with him is you've got a guy who I know everybody's saying this early in the year, and I, I don't believe it. I still think he's pretty good off the bounce. Like I do too. I, like I to me, good. it was like right. Yeah. We're never saying he's, he he's added that. He he's added that better. to his game. Right. He added that to his name. Yeah, because to the, me now the, the issue was he was just so thin that you like if he tried to drive you could just knock him off his yeah. line and he couldn't get there. He's yeah. so now, thin. But now he's thin, but he's gotten stronger. Yeah. Well, that and, and he's learned to get thin. He Ray, can Ray Allen's thin. A lot of those former UConn wings are thin. Yeah, that's yes. right. And he can play off his jump shot too. So one dribble, you can get yeah. a little hesitation. People have to still get up. Mm-hmm. That's the only way. That's the only way I could score. All right, real quick, we got thirty shot. seconds here. Give me a prediction for uh, for Saturday, UConn. Gonzaga. I'm going with your UConn Huskies again. It worked. So, no, you can't say I did it. You can't say I did it. UConn or Gonzaga? I'm, I'm going UConn. You're going UConn. As long as Stanford Steve guarantees a win <laughs> and says it's a UConn money line bet, he's got to do it. He's got to do it. He's done it three times in a row. Now, listen, this has been the Field of 68 after dark. This has been uh, one of the more incredible nights. Yeah, a really good Covering night. this game, covering this sport. Uh, this is why we do this. Nights like this are yeah. why we oh, do this. So good. Uh, I'm glad that you guys were able to come and, and join it with us. It was uh, there's nothing I look forward to more than having these games being and these man. moments and then these shows yeah. and the being with pro- Goodman. And what the great part, we started with Dick out. We didn't have to deal with Goodman for most of it. So listen, a real player. For Jeff Goodman, for Terrence Oglesby, for our favorite Dan Dickow. Shout out to producer Dagan Hughes. This has been the Field of 68 After Dark. We'll see you guys again tomorrow night. At uh, 11 p.m.? Question? Yeah. Okay, that was a guess. Uh, tomorrow is going to be uh, 5.30 <laughs> to 6.30 Eastern I time you just as the pregame show. It's and hard then, with the time um, change. Yeah, it's yeah, hard. Time change and then, like, I, that, that's where I got stuck. 5.30 to 6.30 <laughs> uh, p.m. Eastern time for a pregame show from Stadium Swim. Then we're going to be live as soon as the second, the last game ends I don't know which which game is the last game, but as soon as the last game ends, as soon as that buzzer sounds, we're going live, Stadium Swim. We're going to be hanging out the entire time at Stadium Swim. They have a 143-foot by 40-foot television. That place is awesome. That plays, that can play 10 different things at the same time. It has 14 million pixels. It's nicer than the one they have at the Cowboy Stadium. You got to come check it out. You got to come hang out with us. Um, All right, guys, let's go real quick. Let's just talk about... um, you know what? Let's just answer questions from the chat, yeah, and then we can get out yeah, of here. We got about, go. We've got, got about an, uh, ten minutes before we want to get out of here. So I'm going to be honest. I don't um, know if we have any. We don't we have got, any questions. Hit from us the with chat. questions, Come on, baby. Is everybody asleep? Better not probably. Be asleep. Huh? Probably asleep. Yeah. There's, How there's, many people? Let me scroll through here. Make sure I didn't miss there's anything. Some people. We have 505 people here, baby. Yeah. Also, yeah. Hold on. Let's start there. 505 people. 67 likes. That's, 67 that's some, likes. I'm just going to say that's some weak shit. Oh, it's It's late. It's late. Hey, Reginald, 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 Reginald. He already gave a score prediction. Seventy-seven, sixty-eight. I think it was. Oh, okay, Reginald. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. What do we got? Here, Nick, got Nick, a, Nick just question. says, Texas Xavier preview. Um, we'll do a full preview tomorrow. Yeah, but this is so g- give me, give me the, game. give me the Spark Notes version. Yeah, yeah, I mean, great guards game here. Uh, two of the better backcourts perimeter, you know, in, in the in the country. I would say the biggest difference for me now has been the, the emergence of, of Dylan Disu. He's been Man. awesome for Texas. How, He's been how much really have we good. heard, like, the, the hype about him? Well, he came in, remember, he was great at Vandy, mm-hmm. transfers in, gets hurt right away, and, and wasn't really wasn't oh the same. Oh, my gosh. There he is. Chat. The master of Chat. the after dark. Scoot over this way. Okay. 
Scoot over this way. Goodman, He's move here. over one seat. Oh, you really want him to move over one seat? Chat, guess who has just walked into the building? Get him here. Oh. He just wrote a masterpiece. Yes. Right? Give yes. me a Pulitzer. Yes. What did you write about? What was it? I mean, the story did, wrote did you write itself. you write about UConn? No. Well, I did before I came back out, and T.O. was in my seat because he wasn't in the other seat because the guy next to him had horrible breath. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No. What? I didn't, I didn't say that. John Fanta. Wait, oh, I don't even remember who it was. No, it was a lady. It was uh, Linda. Linda. So, so uh, I, did, I did just write a masterpiece. That was an amazing. It was a good game. It was unbelievable. I, I've, I've renamed the shot. What's the shot? The Strother Special. I like that. Not mad at that. He was, wa- he was actually watching it in the locker room afterwards. I'll give it, it a 5.5 5 out of 10. There's a picture, and he was like, I'm blowing this up. And yeah, he needs yeah. to. It was awesome. The, the photo he saw, somebody must have sent it the, to him. It was really cool. The balls that it takes to shoot that shot in that moment. But he's yeah. done it before. I know he, he has. has. But still, like, tell him, I don't think, Fanda, did you hear what, uh, what he said after the game? So basically, he, he went in the huddle and – Few drew it up for him to get downhill, and he looked at Few and he was like, "Can I shoot it? Wow! You know, can I shoot it? If if I can't get downhill, can I shoot it from deep?" And Few was like, "Hell yeah! Yeah, that's yeah, a, that's no. such a funny question. Yeah, yeah. like, it, do you mind if I shoot it? Right. But that's strong. That was you that was see, a Villanova He's play. just not. He's yes. not a killer, right? He's not a killer. Timmy said he got into him a little bit tonight. Yeah. Because again, he just hadn't done a whole lot. Was that the Villanova? Was that the Villanova? Play? Oh, it was totally the Villanova yeah. play. If you if you played both videos, it was, and and Mark Few said in his post game press conference, he literally calls that the Jay Wright play in practice. Yeah. It's amazing. He he said Jay that Jay Wright's going to play after yeah. him. That's cool. It, it's yes, he does. Uh, and Jay Wright would tell you he, he stole it probably. Yeah, the, right? he stole it, and he would immediately say, "No, no, no, call it the Chris Jenkins play." Yeah. That's what Jay would do. But now it's the Julian Strother play, and, and how about the fact that it comes in his hometown? Yeah, we that it comes that in Las yeah. Vegas. I mean, I just think, yeah. you know, and, and Drew Timmy said it in the postgame press conference, and it's not necessarily true. I mean, the four of us don't talk about them like this, but, but as opposed to the past couple of Gonzaga teams, this team can play the card and lean into it of, Timmy said postgame, he goes, look, um, we're some SOBs. Tough He's SOBs, a, yeah. Tough SOBs, <laughs> and everybody likes to kick us down. Right. Which, it, which, honestly, folks, is true. People love kicking Gonzaga down. They yes. love kicking Gonzaga down. And this team, by virtue of maybe not being the one or the two seed, could play that card. And I thought when they went down by 13, that second half was the resilience factor. And Fuse said this after the game. I thought it was interesting. He goes, look, he goes, this has been a weird season. He's like, this team doesn't aesthetically please everybody the way that the past couple teams have done. But they've got some balls. They do. We had Dan Dickow in here earlier, and he was like, you know, this isn't a team where over about the midpoint of February, they've started getting a lot better. Mm -hmm. That's that's the young guards that are starting to figure it out a little bit more. That at least can hold them up. No, Salas was pretty good tonight. He was. Malachi Smith is the guy that makes all the difference for him. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Malachi Smith is the guy. Let me ask you this question here. Um, like, in in your opinion, does Mark Few have to win a title to be regarded as an all-time great? 
Like, a, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer now. Yeah, he's obviously. a Hall of Famer now. So I think for us, no. For the general public, the 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 anti Gonzaga crowd, the crowd that's going to say, hey, "How about this? They can't win the big one." The post, the post, yes. the post Super Bowl watchers, yeah. right? Right. The yes. post, the, the people <laughs> that them, only watch after the for Super them. Bowl. The only thing that's going to quiet them <laughs> isn't just going to a national title game, but it's, it's cutting down the nets at the end, which sucks. Because again, like I don't have any of you guys been at Spokane or not? No, I've never been. I mean, it's I've heard amazing. about that metropolis. It is amazing to go there and see really? and see what's Why? built. Just because, again, it's like it, it's tucked in a corner of the country. It's just like this little area, and and I've been to Mark Few's house even, and it's like this wooded. Were you invited back? I know all the coaches. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What'd you, and like, what'd you it's, say? It's overlooking. Would you say that you know so many coaches? <laughs> I do know a few coaches. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, like it's just where they are and, and that kind of small town feel to it. And obviously the league that they're in and what they've built there over the course of 20 years, it, to me it's amazing. It is. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. It they're is. not in a big boy league. They're not. They're in, they're in a mid-major league. And they're, I would love to see them in a big boy league. Well, you may. You may. <clears throat> Yeah, you never mm-hmm. know. We'll no, see. I, I think Mark would <coughs> want to know. take Mark East. Do you think Gonzaga? Do you think Gonzaga might uh, end up changing leagues at, at any point? I mean, I still would say that if they end up in a different league, it's Brett Yormark in the Big Twelve. Probably. I just think just he'll proximity. Yeah, sure. but there were rumors today um, about Villanova and UConn getting getting. You know that the Big Twelve is talking about potentially adding some of those schools. I did talk with somebody. Um, in the hallway like an hour ago that's in the know on this, and they said, your Mark's a marketer. Of course he's going to f- put it out there. Right. He's going to put it out there to see their interest. The, the fact is, like, one thing that people don't understand with, with league changing, which we all don't like, and rightly so, is that if a school changes its league, like if Gonzaga goes to a different league, let's say they went to the Big East, they're probably only coming in basketball. Because their soccer team's not traveling across the country every single week right. for games. And so, what so trips are they making? They're not right. making that. They're making one, one or two of the Midwest. Yep. And then they're going to make three, and they take a private plane. It's right. Like the Villanova women's soccer team is not traveling to Oklahoma State in Kansas. That makes no sense when you could just take a bus ride up and down. These schools don't have that type of budget, too. Mm-hmm. Like so, it's conference reconfiguration. Is is I mean, it's why we we hate talking about it. it it's makes very as real. Much sense as UCLA going to play Rutgers. Yeah. And can you already hear Big Ten coaches? I mean, I can hear Willard on oh, the red eye back. Oh, oh, Willard's going to be. The only thing Will, Will might be okay with is he, he gets to see his boy McCrone and they can hang on the beach somewhere right. in L.A. But so, so Kevin you think those might be two, okay You with think those two are going to be relaxed enough, about to play each other, going to go hang they on might. the beach? They might. Those two, they might. Did you hear Mick post game? No, no, but he looked miserable. So Mick said – Did you it, see him? Yeah, yes. Was he miserable? He looked pretty bad. He, he looked about yeah, he looked bad. as rough – I'm trying it's to think of how. One. Yeah, I mean, think they about were it. You lose that way, and that—that's probably the last game ever that, that you're going to have Tiger. And I talked to Hawkins a little bit yesterday, and he wasn't ready to say he was done with his college mm-hmm. career, but probably. Right. Probably. Right. He looked about as rough as Dalster on Big East tournament semifinal Friday a couple weeks back. I—I I saw you in the back hallway, 
you were you were having a tough time after Marquette won. About you a, were on Final Four on Final Four in New Orleans last year. Then yeah, he looked. Yeah, then. I was much that's worse. A good, that's a better one. I was much. What worse was then. that for? Big dome guy. And I still that look better. I still look better. You remember he was still hangover. Is there a pillow here? <laughs> <laughs> I Can I go to sleep? We have seventeen minutes left in the show. Don't me again. 17 minutes. You mean I have to do my job? Unbelievable. (laughs) Sean Sean Paul. All I remember was Sean Paul holding four large boxes of Pizza Hut because they serve Pizza Hut in the media room. Yeah, and he brought them out to us. And you you said, we went to a break, and you said to Dagan, how much longer do we have? And he said, 17 minutes. And you go, 17 fucking minutes. (laughs) So Cronin postgame says... Quote, it took a 35-footer, a really great player in Drew Timmy, and a very tough whistle to send us home. Oh, I didn't think it was a bad whistle. I didn't think it was a bad whistle. Did you think the officiating was good tonight? Yeah, I thought it was fine. I didn't think it was bad. T.O. hated it. Really? T.O. was ready to get out there and fight the other T.O. Thought it was that bad? Yeah, you were. Uh, You know what? I do do think there were a lot of... But were they bad against... I'm not sure they were. I'm not sure. I think they were just bad. Well, I, I don't think fine. it was. And, and I'm okay with that. Like, <laughs> yeah, if they're bad for both. I don't care. If they're bad for both, that's fine. It's right. when they, they, they're constantly bad for. I don't think they were that bad for UCLA. No. How many texts do you get per game, unnamed, unnamed, from officials not working? Oh, a bunch. Yeah. A bunch. They're, a bunch. The, the best part is the ones that are like, the officials suck. Like, like that's what they'll say. I mean, <laughs> officials suck. Like college college officials suck, and and they know it. They know it's not great right now around the country. But you know what? You know who else is complaining right now? The NBA. The NBA officials suck right now. There was a huge mm-hmm. deal about the the Mavs. They're that and, bad. Yeah. And the Suns. Yeah. 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 The I best mean, we're gonna get. I saw that. Uh, I saw that that headline. I didn't read the story. I don't think I want to read, bother reading that story. All you right, know what so I want to do? Uh, answer a couple more questions. And let's get. We don't out have here. any questions in the chat. I have a question. I have a question. Hold on. Oh, I had a question. Questions. What do we I got do there? have a question. What is Phantom it? Why you want to know? Go ahead. What is it? It's on Our buddy. I can't answer. Wait, we can't. I actually have four keys. <laughs> what? Goodman, Goodman has two rooms. Hold on a minute. Goodman has two rooms. How do you I, have four keys? You have? Do you have two rooms? I have my keys. I have two rooms in my one room. Do you have two rooms? Yeah. I have two rooms. Wait a minute. Well, what's the other room being used for? I don't know, Fanta. John Fanta. Never know. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other room being used? Now, wait a minute. Now, now hold on. <laughs> I'm at New York, New York, yeah. and I'm in a deep corner of Times Square in that hotel. I mean, they got me They got me pinned in the corner. You're over with the Ninja and, Turtles. Yeah, and let's just say some Fanta. interesting folks at the New York, New Fanta, York. All, my, my, about room, about as bad as my room is disappointing my room at My room at Circa. Is a, a two-room suite. Yeah, it's nice. I have a bar in my room. Yeah. I have a I full kitchen so in my room. They have $12 bottles of wine. Unbelievable the circuit yeah. rooms. I will say this. The circuit rooms. They're <laughs> elite. Dagan got a little. They're elite. What are you in, like a studio? Yeah, he's, he's got a, he's like, got a the, like the uh, Bowling Hall dorm room in South Orange? But I'm telling you. Our rooms at Circa are awesome. They're, they're incredible. They're, they're the, only, ridiculous. the only room I've ever had better, I had a um, I had a full, I don't know what it's called. Yeah, I had a pool a, table. No, one, well, you? that was in Chicago. But in Vegas, 
the year LeBron made his decision, I was here, and I had a full floor, like a floor, like, like uh, not a floor, but like a, floor? what do they call it? It's, oh man, I don't know. But it's it was long and like two bedrooms. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> two, so you do have two rooms. I do. You just saw I have two rooms. I wonder who's staying in the other room. You will never find out. He's <laughs> one the room. Yeah. Yeah. By, by the way, I did get a direct message here in the last hour. I did not realize that Tony Patelis is in Vegas and wanted to do a meetup. Is that true? And wanted to do a meetup with us tomorrow. Patelis is here? Yeah. Oh, we're bringing him on the show. <laughs> Patelis is coming to the show are tomorrow. We, are we bringing him <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a there's there's a there's a ten dollar cover to get into stadiums room if you're not part of Radio Row. So like I don't think you can. You don't think you can do it? I don't think you can swing. I it. might just give him comp him. You might comp him. Yeah. I might yeah. Bring him on. Bring him I on. think he's Bring got on. the ten bucks. What do you think? Yeah, listen, listen. Bring him, wait, wait. Was, I have a question. I, I think I have a question. I had a question. I think I had a question. I'm trying to think. Oh, oh, I know what my question was. Is the sun supposed to be out tomorrow? Is it supposed <laughs> yes. to? Is the sun, it is. Bed? No, I'm worried about, about the towel. Oh, the towel. So, so I was at. We were courtside today. So, folks, if you weren't with us at our daytime show, the sun was beaming down on us. I mean, he's he's. That's why I have this luscious tan right now. So, our camera equipment, our our technical producer um, that we hire on the side, he he didn't he wasn't proactive and failed to put the towel on the camera before the show. What's it up for? No, no, no. But tonight, but tonight I said to him, I said, yeah, I'm like, we're talking about tomorrow. And he goes, and he says, he goes, well, you know, he should have had the towel on the camera before we even got started. He should have. You should have been prepared for that. You should have been prepared. The best part is that, do I start? Dagan can sit there and yell. No one can hear hey, anything. At least, that at least I didn't saying. do one of these. <laughs> well, no, that, it's not next week yet. That is coming next week. All right, is listen, God, is God leave with us next week he'll at come, all? He'll come by. I'm yes. sorry. He'll definitely come by. Are you I'm trying to wrap it up, Dagan? Right, no, listen. Hey, listen. Listen, Dagan, no one can hear you talk, Dagan. No one can hear you talk. You're just sitting there yelling into the void. All right, listen. Toast of the night before we get out of here. Toast of the night. Fanta, go ahead. Easy. Yeah, it's, it's beyond easy. But I'll be different because I know what you what – I'm going to open it up. I'm being unselfish. My toast of the night is, is actually going to be to Jordan Hawkins because a year ago, Connecticut loses to New Mexico State. Hawkins was watching the game from the sidelines because he had the, you know, the concussion issues <coughs> and whatnot. And, um, you know, I, I got to tell you guys, like, I thought that coming into this season – I did their season opener against Stonehill. And five minutes into the game, he goes out with an injury. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Kid is crying on the bench. And, you know, you're sitting there and you're like, man, this is the kid. It's, it's, he's like the um, – He's like that great prospect who's like talked about as mythically, almost like talked about as this mythical star. He's going to be the next Ray Allen. And it was like when he got hurt against Stone he's on the bench. In the back of my head, I'm saying, are we ever, are we ever going to see what everyone's talking about with this kid? I think that he is playing. Tonight was the first time I saw him turn all the great play. What, what is going on? What are you guys doing? Nothing. 
are you planning out like if you should get another oh, hotel room key? Can you hurry tonight? up and finish so we can go? Goodman needs three hotel rooms. We got a long. Yeah. So I'm toasting. Oh, you're cut off. So you're cut off. Hawkins off. hit. Brad. No, Hawkins Brad. hit a three. Brad. Hawkins hit a three, and he looked at the Arkansas fans, and he went like this. <laughs> and for a guy that previously has been like this, he never shows emotion. I was like, yeah, he's playing with swagger. UConn's playing with swagger. Yep. yep. All right, I'll go next. Uh, I won't steal one of the easy ones either. I'm going with Dusty May in FAU. Good call. He's in the Elite Eight. Dusty May, Elite Eight, 13, FAU. 13. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Marquis Noel, easiest one of the day for, in my mind, 20 and 19. Easy you better call. finish it. You Five better finish it the right go way. With it. Drew, Timmy, but not just Drew Timmy. Yeah. Julian Strother as well. Because yeah. oh, Drew yeah. Timmy carried Gonzaga yeah. tonight. It was an all-time performance saved his ass. for an all-time college basketball player. Missed two free throws at the end, nice. allowed UCLA to take the lead, and Julian Strother came in. And what did he do, Goodman? He saved his ass. He, the, the guy that didn't save his ass was Goodman. He's already down. I'm not going to say that. That'll do it. We don't want to know. We don't want to know. We don't want to say that. We're so happy that you joined us. Let's go out. We're in Las Vegas. Have a good time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.